guys, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify, then you can download and like and follow. If you're listening on iTunes, then you can download and like and follow and leave a five-star review and comment. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, which a strange number of you are, but I appreciate it, <laughs> then you can also follow and like and comment. So yeah. Make sure to follow us on social media. Yep. You can follow us on Instagram at Songwriting Saves the World. On Do Twitter it. at Song Saves World. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> or on, Twitter. or actually not or, and. Not you or. Like You're required to do all of these All of the above. <laughs> and on tw- Twitter, on Facebook, you can like our page. Get your whole family to like it. You know the drill, the dog, the fish, your aunt, <laughs> your uncle, everyone. Your armadillo, your turtle. <laughs> Your neighbor, your cousin's cousin. Everyone you know. Facebook, they love it. Everyone likes Facebook for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Yeah, and if you really, really like our show and you want to support us on Patreon, we appreciate it more than the world. And it's at Songwriting Saves the World um, on Patreon. For $4 a month, you get extra content from the guests, such as song breakdowns, and you also get a laptop sticker that says Songwriting Saves the World. That's so cute. And we're working on merch. If you if you if you follow us on Instagram, which you should, because we always say this at the beginning of episodes, guys. Yep. Come on now. Um, we've posted about sw- Songwriting Saves the World sweatshirts, pink tie dye sweatshirts. They match our logo. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> and they're so cute. And we're working on having those available t- for purchase for y'all. Yeah, super um, exciting. So yeah. That might be through Patreon, that might be through Instagram or something else, but we will let you know when it happens. But yeah, so that's just another reason to keep up with us on social media. Yeah. And now we're going to jump into the episode with Stevie Bill. So cool. She's so cool. Okay, hop. Welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. Today we have Stevie Bill. Stevie Bill is a singer and songwriter um, from Amsterdam, now maybe based in New York. Is that wrong? Is that right? You're based in I Amsterdam guess. right I'm based now. Like, yeah, Amsterdam, New York. Yeah. Right. Global. We're moving. You're global. You're international, <laughs> moving around. Uh. <laughs> Stevie has recently released, recently released two singles, Better and The Hotel, both of which have, I think, a very like soulful, colorful take on pop, mm-hmm. which we really like and think is awesome so thank you so much for being on the show thank you so much for having me i'm so happy to join you (laughs) (laughs) so we have a little intro game and it's called right toward pink and Mm -hmm. it's basically the Mm. musical version of f mary kill it is so you have three options and you can write with a person tour with them and then one you have to dump in a water tank so think of carnival game game Okay, land cool. in the water. Yeah. What if I don't know them? Then I'll be like exposed. Hopefully you will. My musical knowledge. <laughs> we looked at who you follow on Instagram and yeah. picked from there. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so it should be. <laughs> then I then I don't have to be scared. Okay. So no. the first one is Emily Warren. Then you have Nisha Charles and Gracie Abrams. Oh my mm-hmm. god. So write with one, tour with one, and then one water tank. Water tank them. It doesn't have to um, be personal, but it can be if you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Right with, oh god, I then okay. Nija Charles, I'm gonna go with Nija Charles. I yeah, think she's so cool. She is. Um, and then tour with. I want to say Emily Warren because I'm mm-hmm. just so. I, I think she's great as well. Yeah. 
I'm and then <laughs> dump in the water tank would be Gracie Avery. Would have to go. <laughs> be fine. Honestly, it's fine. Even though she's so cool as well. So. She's cool, she's but cool. Emily she's so cool Amnesia. She would be fine that he yeah. tank her. She wouldn't mind. Yeah. yeah. Actually, she might mind. She's kind yeah. of like sad girl emo vibes, I feel like. She might write a song about it. But then, look at that. You have a song about you from Gracie, which who wouldn't want that? Sure. <laughs> so can you start with, like, a background of your musical journey and what brought you to where you are now? Yeah, I guess it started um, when I was three and a half years old, I think. Wow. That's when I started yeah. playing piano. <laughs> So, yeah, and it's, I started with just, like, classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, was always, I was doing ballet, and so music was always around. Um, I was really fascinated um, with, like, Mozart and, and Bach and stuff. Oh, and cool. Which are, like, the old, old um, classical music mm-hmm. legends, right. of course. But, um, so, yeah, so that, I think that really sparked my love for, like, melodies and, like, I think that's always been, like, the main thing for me is, like, really the music and, mm-hmm. like, production is also a big part of that. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I started writing songs from quite an early age, um, was really into, like, Alicia Keys, Beyonce had, like, mm-hmm. a giant Beyonce phase, um, a lot, listened to a lot of R&B, um, still, I think that's, like, where it all started. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah then after high school I just knew knew I wanted to go into music mm-hmm. um started working with a producer here in Amsterdam called Dylan van Dahl I still work with him mm-hmm. on like all the songs that I have like that I'm planning to release now and like the songs that I have out um love a good partnership yeah love a yeah collab. <laughs> I think yeah I think partnerships are great especially when you work with with people like with the same people for a longer time mm-hmm. like I think it really They'll just um, get you. Yeah. Like you yeah. well together. You grow together and like it really um, improves mm-hmm. like, over time. So then after high school, I moved to Berlin. I started working on music Fancy. there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came to New York. Wow. So you go to Clive, right? Yeah, I go to Clive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. What is the experience like with Clive being like, virtual remote right now I actually love it because it gives me like a lot of time to you know work on music from home yeah and I'm still like working with my team in Berlin Mm -hmm. so I have like these two worlds which when I was in New York was kind of crazy because it was like super busy there you know the city's like yeah yeah, so bustling yeah Yeah. alive and kind of hard to to keep your focus on Mm -hmm. like the people back home as well so it's actually it's great like I I'm at home at my like literally in my parents house <laughs> and then like I work from my laptop with my team in Berlin and I have mm-hmm. I have school in New York and yeah I love it actually. do you do like a lot of collabs with people from school like virtually or is it mostly solo work um I don't really I haven't really collabed as much as I mm-hmm. would want to mm-hmm. um yet with people from Clive um, but I think especially this year, I'm seeing, like, everyone is doing such cool stuff. So yeah. I, I feel like when, when we all get back, it's, like, everyone's going to be working together, yeah. like, way more than, than last year. That's going to be awesome. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox, yeah. which is essentially just things that you've picked up, like, little tip, tips and tricks that you bring into mm-hmm. writing sessions 
or it could be things that you do to like make a good session or going into mm-hmm. production anything really anything about your process so what are some things that are in your songwriting toolbox little tips and tricks I think this is such a cool question because I I feel like you really like over the years of like trained like kind of being trained yeah. in like bettering your songwriting I think there's so many things that you learn along the way mm-hmm. that I, I think there's so many things that I didn't know when I started out mm-hmm. like I think when I started out when I first was songwriting I, I always just like sang whatever came out and just like mm-hmm. went with that mm-hmm. like as the first thing that came out I was like okay this is just a song it. yeah I used and to I'll write too. another one and I'll write another one and and I think what I've learned what I always do now is like I'll write it and then like a few hours later I'll always go back and see like if I can improve mm-hmm. yeah and, like yeah. if I yeah like if I play it and it doesn't go like click like oh mm-hmm. my god I love this like if you don't have that anymore then something's probably like yeah could be better about the I feel like yeah. it's so funny my friend actually my friend who isn't a musician actually asked me one time she was like how do you write a hit song like how do you write a good song and I was like well (laughs) how do you write a good song I don't really know like this is kind of the challenge every time you go into it it's like damn how do I write a good song (laughs) like when you start (laughs) whenever you write something new and I was like there's not really any exact way to know like there's there's things you can remember like oh you should start the chorus by like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. or you should do this or you should do that as far as structure but yeah what I said was like the only thing really is like how it feels like you were saying if it just clicks if you come back exactly. to it and like you can feel that it feels good it feels good if to it listen still to. feels the same yeah. exactly yeah and it feels good to sing then you're yeah. like that's that's a good song and I don't really know why there's no like particular thing you could name yeah. it's just a feeling but yeah, I, think I feel that's like smart. yeah I feel like it's trial and error and like after like years of doing it like the first like the first try will get better every time yeah, yeah. But, it's but still, I feel like, yeah. You can't shy away from editing either because mm-hmm. there are some, I, I used to never edit. Like I would never Same go here. back and change anything. Yeah. But sometimes you have to just like finish something and then go back to it and be like, okay, I can rewrite this chorus and make it better. Or yeah. I can like rework this melody and make it stronger. But it's, yeah. it's kind of scary. Like the first time you're like, oh, looking at this, like this precious thing you created and you're like, I could make this better. Yeah. Like, this could be different, and it could be better. That's, like, hard to recognize. I remember yeah. when I first started actually editing, I was like, ouch. Like, really? Like, do I have to? Ex- <laughs> like, especially if you heard, like, the demo, like, 20 times. Yeah, that's demo-itis. That's the hardest. Mm-hmm. You can't. Real. Demo-itis. Like, I really try real. to not do that anymore because it, like, I can't rewrite yeah. stuff otherwise. If you've heard it too many times, you get really stuck. It's yeah. Sometimes when I will bring something to a session that I've worked on for a while and I'm like I'm stuck because I've heard it too many times I'll like perform it for like the person I'm writing with and then I'll be like so yeah that's it and then they're like so what are you thinking like what where do you want to go from here I'm like honestly I really don't know I was gonna I was hoping you would know it was finished actually (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you would know what do you mean (laughs) exactly (laughs) you mentioned um Dylan who you said that you work a lot with we wanted yeah. to ask because we noticed that both Better and The Hotel were co-written and produced by Dylan. So kind of what do you like always work with the same people consistently or do you ever do like blind writing sessions with like new people? And how are those two experiences like different for you? So I've actually because I started out like working 
with Dylan. Like I mm-hmm. had from like off the bat, like when I met him, it was um, it just clicked. Like we yeah. have the same music, like similar music tastes. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's why like from the beginning, I just really enjoyed writing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really grew together. So now things things always go pretty natural. So I think mm-hmm. that still is like, it's such a cool way to work together because you can just like be in your messy bedroom mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like being with a best friend. Like you don't care about like what the space is like, if you Comfy. have good speakers or not. Yeah. Like it's, just, it's just like a whatever session. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's no pressure. I think I haven't done that many like random sessions with mm-hmm. new people. Mm-hmm. I have done some. I think my experience with that is is that sometimes it's hard to connect with someone that I yeah. don't know yet. Or, like, I've never really had that I was, like, in a first session with someone and that the song was, like, amazing. amazing. Yeah. Because right. being really loose, so, yeah. like, your energy is hard when you don't yeah. know somebody. Yeah. I and agree. I feel like those sessions are cool to like get to meet people that maybe you can grow closer with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's an yeah. interesting mindset shift that I've thought before when I do a session with somebody that I don't know. And I'm like, oh, this is scary. Right. Like, I don't know them. How am I going to be like open with them? But I try to think of it as like this is it's not really about the song it's not about this particular session it's just about building a relationship mm-hmm. so like even yeah. if we don't write a song and we just end up talking for like a couple hours i'm like well that's perfect because it's true like the first song you write with someone is almost never like i mean sometimes song, it's good yeah. but it's m- probably not the best thing you could you could write with them mm-hmm. but yeah i think i don't know i think there's value in both but i totally agree that a comfy cozy writing session with a friend is always it hits different (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i feel like even with like really big artists like it's it's like mostly they've known Mm -hmm. the writers for a while while. i actually don't really know if that's true but (laughs) that's what i think think. think that's a good i think that's a good guess like selena gomez and like most of her songs are like justin trancer and And julia Julia michaels Michaels. yeah it's like and ariana grande like yeah she has like Right, yeah. she works with Taylor Parks a lot. And Victoria Monet. Right. Yeah. They're like and they've friends. become like best friends. Yeah. yeah. I know. Can I get in on that friendship? <laughs> yeah, can I join? <laughs> can I join oh this group? <laughs> Imagine being in that session though. Oh, like, gosh, I wish. It would be terrifying. I want to <laughs> see. I want to see what they do. Can I could just be a fly on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they probably just hang out. I mean, like, when I heard about, I think I watched a Taylor Parks interview mm-hmm. when she was talking about Thank You Next and like that being written and she was like, yeah, in our friend group, we would always just say "thank you next." It's kind of like a a, a group giggle, a group mm-hmm. like meme that we always said. Like whenever we had oh an ex God. or whatever that we didn't like, we'd be like, "Hey, thank you next," and everyone in the group would say it. And so yeah. then when like Ariana so it's just like was an going through that, yeah, it was an inside joke. Wasn't it for I think Seven Rings when she was like bought matching diamonds and they for six of my did, bitches. They did that. <laughs> <laughs> They were like That's at brunch. So fun. They like got drunk at brunch and went to Tiffany's, and she got right. All, like, Isn't that the life? <laughs> <laughs> that that is what you want. That but is. I'm still I'm still looking for those writers. Yeah. To, to join. <laughs> Waiting me. for the day when I just go right from my writing session to Tiffany's with to my get matching diamonds. With my best. <laughs> <laughs> That's guys. hilarious. Yeah. So, what's your creative process like with Dylan? Dylan. Dylan. I was like, I don't have the name here. Yeah, with Dylan. Yeah. 
So do you guys usually start songs together? Is it like you bring ideas mm -hmm. to him or? Um, I think with the, the best songs we've written, it's mostly like we're just in a room together. Um, either I start like playing a melody uh -huh. on mm -hmm. the piano and we record that or like I really like production hooks. So like mm -hmm. actually Better and the Hotel both started with like me playing the pr production hook, yeah. just like the, with the hotel, was like, da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, because I feel like that's for me is the spark. It's like, oh, I want to write to this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then he starts like producing the whole Flashing thing. It out. Yeah. And I sit next to him, just like singing the melody, actually just writing the song. <laughs> and then after like. Actually, I'm doing it all. <laughs> <laughs> and then like after, I think after like. A, this is like how the hotel went and how better went in a mm -hmm. similar way. Um, after like, I'd say like a half an hour, there's like a little something I'd record it yeah. and we go back and um, yeah. And then, and then we have the, it, it kind of goes like really natural. Like that's mm -hmm. like the ideal way. Right. When all goes we well, just, it's yeah. super natural, smooth. Yeah. Song in half yeah. an hour. Done. Masterpiece. I love that process. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, it doesn't always <laughs> go that way. Right. But I mean, that's Obviously, the reality yeah. of, the, of the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you start something and it's like, not really feeling this. Sometimes or like, we might have to revisit. Yeah. yeah. We might. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. mostly what the, what the process is like. Just oh. really sitting next to each other, super focused. Um, He's producing, I'm writing, and then going back and forth, you know, inspiring each other mm -hmm, with, yeah. like, he inspires me with his production, mm -hmm. and um, that inspires me, like, with writing. With song. Yeah. 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 That's interesting to me that you write while you're producing it, that that, like, because I've done that a few times and been in sessions where that happens. But sometimes I find that I, like, will struggle if there's too many sounds happening already in a track when I'm, like, trying to write a melody. Mm -hmm. And, like, my mm -hmm. brain just, like, is very, like, distracted by that, I guess. Or, like, I don't know. So I'm always impressed by people that do that. <laughs> so you mostly write, like, a separate from the production? Yeah, I would usually write just, like, acoustically. Guitar, piano, whatever, mm -hmm. and then bring it to production. Yeah. You know, yeah, we like to mix it up. Whatever works. I think that's really <laughs> cool as well. Like, I feel like if you can do that, you can really write, like, make sure the song is, like, really good. Mm -hmm. And that it's not, mm -hmm. like, just, that it's not, like, being carried by the production. That it's, like, right. a good song that's, on its own. That's very true. That's a that good is true. Like, if you strip a song down, how good is it? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. So while we were doing some research for this podcast, and mm -hmm. by research we mean that we were basically just stalking your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we some love research. I love that. <laughs> yeah. We love all of your visuals. You have like yeah. such pretty visuals you. for your songs. How like Thanks. what's that process like? Like when you're writing and when you have the song finished, you automatically kind of know what you want, or is it like a brainstorming session? Yeah. Like, yeah. And like just having everything fit into a nice aesthetic. Um. So, yeah, mostly, like, while writing the song, I feel like already, like, a little video plays off in your head. Cool. Of, like, of, like, the colors and, like, mm -hmm. what it kind of feels like. Mm -hmm. Like, what, do, what, you have what synesthesia? are you imagining? I, th I think I do, do, actually. Damn, I always wish I did. 
<laughs> but is that like that that like a letter is like a color and stuff? Well, yeah, I think oh. it's what I've heard is that when you hear certain sounds, like you see a color in your in your mind, like okay. you can like maybe see not. It. Maybe I don't have it like you don't have it like the that. official the, way, but a like bit. I, I do have like this thing where like the letter A is like red and B is like yellow. Oh. I don't know if you guys, have I don't that. have that. But <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that's what it was. But that's wait, close. do all the letters have colors, or is it just the beginning of the alphabet? Yeah, no, all of the letters have. What's Q? <laughs> Q is like dark blue. <laughs> it's really weird. What's R? R is purple. What's S? Pink. Okay, I was going to say what's S because since your name starts with S, I was wondering if that has to do with the pink aesthetic. In the in your on your Maybe. Instagram you have a, like the pink suits and we were actually talking yeah. about that yesterday because for like this podcast before we even started episodes we were like like if we ever like make a podcast we should really like have a photo shoot in pink suits cuz that'd be really fly. <laughs> That's so cool. And then like both the same suit? Yeah, yeah, like 20. <laughs> Oh my god. So we were really excited it. when we saw that on your Instagram. <laughs> we're like nailed it. This is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That's so cool. So in like your music videos and your online content, it's mm. clear that you're a good like a really good performer. Like you have a lot of energy that like comes through the camera. So what's like your history with performance and how did you like gain confidence and kind of a style and a vibe as far as like your persona and your performance that's so funny that you say that because um i don't feel as confident as you say about well you it. look confident yeah, you, but thank make you it till you make it for that exactly well that's the trick <laughs> that's actually the trick like, and that but was no, the um <laughs> yeah that's that's my answer um no i used to be in a band from the age of 12 it was a, the cool. band was called stevie and the storytellers that Very so nerdy. Cute. <laughs> I really like that. That sounds like a band I, you would listen to. I would listen. And to And he listens to so many like Shit, I should bring it back. You should. That are called things like <laughs> that. Random names. That is a really cool band name. I really like that. Like yeah, you. bring it back. Revival of Stevie really and the cool Storytellers. <laughs> yeah, that's actually hilarious. We have um, <laughs> this is kind of off top. Off <laughs> top. <laughs> one time I ordered clothes from Urban Outfitters, and it, it's great that we're in my actual bedroom right now because. I have this little planter that's a uh, sloth. Oh my god! And it's we named it Stevie because <gasps> we are planning to move to New York together next year, and so we like collect stuff for our apartment. And I was like, oh, I got randomly sent this planter. I didn't pay for it. It was fate. They accidentally gave it to me, and we named it. The choices were Brooklyn oh or Stevie, yeah. but we named it Stevie. That's so cute. Because yeah, Stevie next, and now name. after Stevie Bill also. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Name. Are you gonna put like a plant in it? Yes, yes. we are. <laughs> Very excited. Anyway, sorry That's to distract so from the interview with that. No, I love little... that. That was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, for performing, I think. Oh yeah. I don't do. I don't. I'm. I'm just a songwriter. I don't really perform. So you guys got to cover it. You too. I don't know. <laughs> performing is tough. Performing is tough. Like, I was actually going to say that when I started out, I hated performing. Like, really? I loved it afterwards. Mm -hmm. But, like, before, mm -hmm. I would literally, I would get so nervous. I would puke. Like, I would, oh, no. I don't no. think, yeah. Like, I at one point, I even thought, like, maybe I'm not, like, supposed to be. No, 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 no. A performer. You definitely are. Definitely Confirm are. from <laughs> us. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's 
that I, I find that interesting that's for some people it's like it feels like it's given to them like mm. it's it's supernatural um but that wasn't the case for me but I think yeah I think training doing it like so many times and mm-hmm. seeing that like also building that focus and building that confidence in your head of like I'm gonna do this mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. want to see me so mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do it I'm gonna believe in myself like keeping that focus yeah. I think is really important and not like getting swept away by like insecurity or like anxiety like right before the show yeah. mm-hmm. or like right before an important moment like or being on camera I think that like keeping that focus is like super important I think that's I very think, yeah. smart very wise yeah I feel like also when you're performing once you kind of get into the groove of things I always say like the second verse and second chorus always sounds better than the first because mm. like when you first that get up, you're like oh I'm nervous and then once you start you're like oh this isn't bad at all I'm having a great time now right but it's just yeah. that initial like getting up and get performing in hump. front of people yeah, yeah. Does that makes sense do you guys get that like like shake like that you can always. see in your body oh, always yeah <laughs> I yeah <laughs> the first time I performed because I always play with my guitar when I do like open mics or any type of set mm-hmm. and my guitar is kind of like my safety blanket because I'm like I'm gonna sit on this chair or stand up and I'm yeah and you feel it. like yeah. steady I'm like I am here and it's fine but when I don't have my instrument I like freak out yeah this is like um when I used to watch the show The Voice all the time mm-hmm. and there's so many performers on that show that would have their guitar as like their safety blanket and then like the first thing they would do in like the battle rounds or whatever like after they made it through the audition take that guitar take away take the guitar away yeah. and I was always like it's happening like <laughs> <laughs> now they just have to stand there I mean yeah. it looks scary like, what am I doing with my hand now I have to like I feel like I have to do something just yeah, prance. Oh God. <laughs> you're gonna like pretend that you're like yeah, it's like really big or something. Yeah, it's, like you know how people are like, oh, you need to claim your space. Yeah, and it's like I don't power how do stance. I do that without my instrument? yeah. Like now I really have to claim my space. I don't know. I feel more. like what also helps is like getting dressed like the best for like yeah. making yourself look super confident. Super I mean, that hot. Helps me is like putting on like a um. Like this alter ego mask. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it feels like. Like a costume. That's true. That's a great thing. I to think do. that's a great idea. Get a wig. <laughs> get a gown. Everyone everything. Write this <laughs> down. <laughs> Hope everyone's taking notes. Exactly. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> so you've lived in a couple different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel like the environments of different countries has affected your music different and cities, yeah, yeah different cities and just like the music scene in each of them how they've been different because I know like in some places we were talking to this girl Navy from New Zealand and she was like mm-hmm. the community that I live in is so supportive of people yeah. wanting to pursue careers in music that mm-hmm. the entire town is like oh yeah you want to be a songwriter go ahead go do that yeah, we're it's like a small group you. Like, here, I feel like people are like, oh, you're going to go into music? That's like, not that really... sucks for you. You're about to be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. True. Especially in New York. Oh it's God. like, well, yeah. good luck with exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, here it definitely is different. Like, mm. in Amsterdam, I feel like, uh, like, in the Netherlands, like, it's such a small country. And there mm-hmm. are, like, if you're an artist here, a lot of people stay in in the Netherlands, like, mm-hmm. there are not mm-hmm. really that many, like, international artists that I know of mm-hmm. from the Netherlands that are big right now. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, 
like in the dance scene and in like the um EDM scene. Yeah. There are. I've but, heard like, a lot of DJs. Wise. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like um I feel like here it's not like I remember when I wanted to go into music first and I was telling people like people didn't really know exactly right. what I meant. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. in what what do you mean? Like oh, you really want a girl? You want to be a pop star? Like, right. how are you going to do that? You know? Yep. Um, that was the question. <laughs> yeah, like, how? Okay. But no, no I, I mean, I have really supportive friends, but I, th- I think the Netherlands is... Um, I mean, I love the Netherlands. I think it's a great place to start because mm-hmm. it's such a small country there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> um, no, you're good. I think that I makes sense. Yeah. Story? I think I think there's probably, as someone who fully is an American, so I don't know what I'm talking about, and you can tell me to shut up at any point but my guess <laughs> would be <laughs> that there's like pros and cons to like a smaller country or a smaller community because yeah it's like maybe maybe easier in some ways to meet people or to be part of the musical community than like america's like it's freaking huge it's like there's different like local scenes in different cities but as far as like the whole nation is like well i don't know can't start there you have to tackle small steps first because how are you going to reach that yeah but then again like it is harder like if you want to be a larger act or like a pop star or whatever like yeah to break out from like the scene of a smaller country exactly i think that's you put that perfectly i think that's what i meant like it's it's easy because in the way that like it's like a small country and and you can easily like start a career here like you can get mm-hmm. noticed mm-hmm. Uh, yeah quicker like i mean new york is so big like right and you really have to artist. do something really special <laughs> yeah. um but also in the way that it's like expected of, of it to not be that like you know global mm-hmm. yeah not be that global. i guess it's funny yeah. that the only reason, like, I said that was because in the One Direction movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you remember, I don't know if you're familiar with the One Direction movie, but back in the day when I watched it for the first time and they and Simon Cowell was like, it was crazy because One Direction was like one of the not one of the first, but as a, at like that time, one of the only like British bands to really break out in like America and internationally mm-hmm where he was like and that's really uncommon like most british bands just like stay popular yeah. in the uk and i was like yeah huh, maybe i'll need to know that in a podcast yeah. interview one day <laughs> which i find it funny that he says that because i mean the uk is also a huge I feel like market from yeah from a european perspective like the uk is like where you jump off to, to yeah 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 go into america kind of yeah definitely career-wise and there but yeah. are tons of british artists that are yeah, I bet. I feel like it's changed also now with like the internet. That's that, true. Like true. Being like a successful musician kind of means being successful on the internet. Yeah. Because like there's yeah. this international like level, you're expected to have this like global audience because it's available to you. Even though I don't know if it, the, if the internet really makes it that much easier. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But it's like. It's expected that you have that. I feel like it makes it easier, but also harder because there's so many people. I agree. Yeah, yeah. it's like you're expected like there's to more have opportunity, it. but yeah, you but really like have to stand out even more. Exactly. You really just have to be TikTok famous. <laughs> you really do. But I feel like in like a year, 
like everyone's gonna be TikTok famous again. Yeah. It's gonna be the same as thing as Instagram. Like, I don't really know how to go viral on Instagram anymore. It's like yeah, I don't know either. Like when people are like, oh, I just posted this thing and went viral. I'm like, how? In what world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. You really need to be smart with marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing well, y- y'all are in well. marketing classes, right? I think this is all true. It helps. Really helps. Well, that's all our questions. Thank you so much for (laughs) chatting with us and being on the show. Thank you. Hey guys. (laughs) Welcome back (laughs) for Song of the Week and Woman of the Week. Do you want to go first, Monique? Sure. Okay. So my song of the week this week is called I Found by Amber Run. Oh, I love that song. Such a good song. It's such a good song. Um, I don't really have much to say about the song other than it's just golden. It's kind of like it's the, I don't know how to explain I, the ambiance of the song. It's it's hits so different. Yeah, it just like it puts me in a trance. It's so full. Yes. Yeah, and just the lyrics are great. Like I love the I'll u- I'll use you as a makeshift gauge of how much to give and how much to take. Yeah, like that's such a great line. I know it's really really smart. Yeah. So. Does remind me of um, it says I found love where it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, you could say I found dove where it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> oh, you know the um, the uh, Rihanna song that goes like I found dove in a soapless place. <laughs> I've never heard that. In my entire well, life. it's I found love in a hopeless place. I know that. But then people say I found dove in a soapless place, <laughs> and that reminds me of that. Anyway, well, Amber, if you're listening to this. Great, great song. I love Dove. <laughs> I found Dove instead of I found love. I found Dove in a soapless You're place. You're going to confuse the universe. <laughs> I found love in a hopeless place. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a hopeless place, though. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, I love Amber Run. And, yeah, I really wanted to put in a song to it, but I haven't yet. So Damn. Sad. Come on. My um, song of the week is Fake by Lauv oh, and Conan song. Gray. It just came out. Honestly, it's it's a mood. The gang vocals, yeah. the participatory <laughs> element. Lauv is the king of, like, of the moment pop melodies. Yeah. Like, just song after song. Yeah. It's very, it's not how, pop melodies used to be, I think, broader in range. Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, I think about, like, if a love is tragedy wild. Yeah. Whatever, there's that, there's like Titanium, there's like old Katy Perry songs. Like, it used to be bigger, I feel like. And as of recently, pop has kind of compressed Mm -hmm. a bit. But I feel like the epitome of that and the melodies that are popping off right now is is love. And like, I think about fake, I think about sad forever, I think about um, I like me better when I'm with you. Like, it's very, it's not muted. But it also is. It's kind of like. Even in Suck I'm Lonely. The yeah. I'm on a it's yeah. It's repetitive. It's kind of more. It's on the chiller side. Yeah. And it's not like this big. Like I was listening to. What's the Katy Perry song went? I'm with him. Think thinking of you. of you and firework and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's kind of melodies have gotten more compressed and I think love is kind of the the main, the primary example of that. Yeah. And um 
I really like this song. I like Conan Gray a lot. I think sometimes with duets, I'm like, kind of like, why? Like, I understand why it's fun for artists, but I'm like, it doesn't ma- make the song better by having mm-hmm. two voices. But their voices are very similar. Mm-hmm. Like, almost they blend really well, and almost I feel like you can't really tell. Like, you can tell if you're paying attention, but if yeah. you weren't, you couldn't tell who's singing what. Mm-hmm. And at first, in theory, I was like, is that not a good idea? Because then it's like, like you can't hear how it's a duet. You can't like hear how it's two people. But I think it is a good idea because it manages to be two people without like you feeling like it's the song throwing it's throwing you and like trying to incorporate different perspectives that are confusing or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think the song is really great. Yeah, I agree. You can listen to it nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> woman of the week. My woman of the week this week is Alessia Cara. Alessia Cara. I just my girl. Yeah, she's cool people. <laughs> um, I think Alessia Cara is just a super talented singer songwriter, and I feel like she has a very chill energy. She absolutely does. And it's relaxing. <laughs> yeah, I think that people who give off that energy are just automatically cool. They are automatically cool, but she seems cool in a way that is friendly. Yes, some people are cool in a way that is mean. Scary. Yeah, and scary, and I'm like, oh. cool, but they're in- intimidating. <laughs> yeah, they're and like untouchable. Like, yeah, but she's cool and approachable. Yeah, which is the best way, I feel. <laughs> and uh, my dad one time was like, she reminds me of you. But the thing is that Aww. just because she has curly hair and plays guitar. I mean, those are two things you have. Yeah. But I was like, I nothing like Glossy Akara. I don't think like, you're nothing like her. You have good energy, too. You have yeah. cool, approachable energy. Thank you. Both of our names start with an A. Look all look at all these similarities. Alessia, you you're twin. Alessia Cara, I think that we might be sisters. We might be sisters. But yeah, so I really like her. I love her music. Um, Growing Pains is my favorite song of hers, the yeah, acoustic version of beautiful. that. I yeah, I think it's a really beautiful song. And her writing is very pretty and nice and I like her a lot. So I agree. She's my woman of the week. Alessia Cara, you rock. You rock. My woman of the week is Chica. Mm-hmm. Full name Jane Chica Oranika. I'm really sorry if I said that name wrong, but I, th- she goes by Chica. Um, she's like a Nigerian American rapper, model, actress, singer, does everything, and um, I found her through her song called Crown, mm-hmm. which is like half rap, half like kind of choral vocals on the chorus, cool. and. It's like it's very inspirational, you know. I'm a sucker for some inspiration, That's but true. it really was it like hit my heart, and I was like, "Oh, that 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 did make me feel inspired." Like a Pinterest quote, like a good TED talk, like you know what I love. Mm-hmm. We live for that stuff, and so she has a lot of songs like that. She's just very, very talented. I really like her incorporation of. I was talking about getting vocals in in fake, but not really getting vocals, more like big like choral parts of songs i really like i love a good build-up i love to feel like i'm encompassed Mm -hmm. and circled by like i'm standing in the middle of a choir that's singing around me i'm like nothing better than that and um she has like one line you're probably wondering why i was asking about the chesapeake river earlier it's because i was writing the chesapeake because um there's a line that she raps that she says i've cried enough tears to fill the chesapeake but as she says it like the the background vocals are like, tears to fill the Chesapeake. And like it goes together and I'm like, <gasps> like that was just like a wave of energy. And so yeah, she's really, really cool and all her songs are great. And Chica is my woman of the week. Amazing. Bye guys. Thank you so much Bye. for listening. Mwah. We'll see you next week. See you next week.
Even in the dark, I see your face.